This is a podcast where we take a deeper look at brands we work with who are choosing to take mindful steps towards a cleaner future, their journey to becoming a sustainable brand and definitive moments in getting to where they are today. This week, Anna Foster, founder of London-based brand ELV Denim, sat down with me to explain the ethos behind her conscious denim brand. Anna recognises the importance of keeping manufacturing local and that we should all think twice before throwing away our old jeans. I'm Eliza Edwards. We hope you enjoy listening. Okay, so first of all, the name. Yes, ELV stands for East London Vintage. Okay. Because I make the jeans in East London and they're made out of vintage jeans. It literally came to me in a flash, you know, as as an inspiration because I think it's quite nice to call something where it's from and what it's about. So that's why the name is what it is. No, it's really nice. And also because you have everything or you try and base your manufacturing in London and... Yeah, everything's made within a five mile radius. So I source the jeans, although I have different suppliers around from the UK, all around the UK, I go up and visit them and I try and develop really good relationships with them. When the jeans come to me, they, I'm in Dalston. Um, my factory's in Walthamstow. I use a local laundrette to wash them and I try and use... All the other suppliers are based in the UK. So these jeans are purely made in... In fact, I probably could put my label made in East London, and that is 100% true. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing to have it all in the same area, because also for you as a designer, you can kind of visit the factory and oh have gosh, a lot of control. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I don't... I always... When I think about the people I know that are designers and have their, their things made abroad, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've learned about the word slippage, and... Um, that's when something's come back that's not right. And for me, I try to not for that not to happen because mm. firstly, it's therefore a product that if it's not right, it can't be passed on. And so I have different things that I make out of the waste products, I guess you'd call them, from the jeans anyway. So they nothing is not used. But for me, something that isn't, I can control it. As my factory in Walthamstow, I can go and control them. And they're very artisanal in the way they make the jeans. It's not... I do think that my jeans are made by hand as opposed to being made in a factory by machine, even though sewing machines are used to make them. Each jean is made... Thinking about that one jean at that time, it's not... All the all the material's not put on and all cutting together. Each jean is cut out individually by hand. That jean is then overlocked by hand and then is sewn by hand and then the rivets are put on by hand it's a really handmade process mm. so a lot of TLC it's it's such a it's such a labour of love yeah. and I think when my factory they're called Black Horse Lane Atelier and at Kilden Factory they're not they really are Atelier and I think when they first came when I first met them I could have gone and visited lots of different factories and got you know I'm sure competitive prices but for me I do know every person in that factory that makes my jeans I go there with my kids and my little baby kind of sweeps up around and he <laughs> loves being in there That's and amazing. I think they've got to know me really well because I'm always in there so I have relationships so I take them biscuits and chocolates and cakes when we finish a production run say thank you because mm. I have for me it's really important that they know how much I appreciate all the hard work they do they put such love and care and attention into them that I can't thank them enough for that 
I noticed earlier when I was looking at the rack that you have on each of your tags, you write little notes to the factory. Let's <laughs> yeah. be changed. Thank you, smiley face. Um, and you have, you know exactly where it's going. But I guess also the beauty of ELV is that part of the product is, has already been created years before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's also something that, for me, denim is a functional fabric. And despite the fact that the style is out of fashion or maybe the colourway wasn't great or that the fact it's got rips down the side or the crotch is blown or all those parts, it, the, the denim itself is still an amazingly strong fabric. And even though it was made 40 years, 50 years ago, I don't date all the pairs of jeans, but lots of the jeans have been made. I've got a pairs of jeans from Liz Claiborne that I don't think she's been making jeans for years and years, maybe decades. So I take any jean. It's, I'm, I'm not brand specific. I take all the branding off so you don't know what brand you're getting because I don't believe it's not about that. It's about reusing something that already exists. And so for me, denim is this amazing functional fabric that you can cut and make into something new. And it's important to me that something, that gene is not being made out of fabric, especially for me. I've found that fabric that already exists. Also, there's something very beautiful about the genes having been on their own journey before they reach your hands. I, do you know, I, I guess I hadn't thought about them. I always think about the journey that they take afterwards. You know, the, the concept of the twin was that two pairs of genes become two pairs of genes. And so your gene twin is out there somewhere. Um, and... I would love there to be a process where I could kind of mark the genes in a certain way that, I don't know, you could find your gene twin somewhere along the line. I don't know, with, I don't know, with some kind of branding or tagging system that probably can happen, which I don't know about. You probably could. I mean, I have a pair of genes that the royal ballerina Lauren Cuthbertson has, so she's my gene twin. But she does the kind of amazing splits in hers, whereas I don't do that with mine. I don't know, so I think of the journey moving forward, but it's lovely to think that something is made out of something that's already had a life. I guess, like reincarnation, I guess. I mean, this statistic blew my mind at first, but actually, there are more genes in the world than there are people. I read that in an article about you, and I could not believe that that was true. It's just incredible. So I'm taking something that there are so many of, and just by making something new that everybody wants out of something that already exists is enough, because I just don't want to try and make something out of something new. Also, I guess the beauty of using vintage jeans, and I read this in, in an article about you, and you mentioned that it's great that the jeans have already been worn in, because I always find that a problem when I have a yeah. new pair of jeans. But they're so bloody uncomfortable for so long. I think, I mean, people will say those jeans aficionados, they, you know, to the, the perfect pair of jeans is something that you will wear and wear and it will fit to your body. These have actually been worn in for you, so they are super comfortable. And another way, another reason for kind of making these jeans was that so many women find that jeans don't fit their bodies. And the way these jeans are cut and made and the patterns are put together and the sizing, and I do true sizing, so you measure your waist and that is the size of the jean you take. Because I want everyone to be to easily be able to measure their waist and be able to say, ah, oh, that's my jean size. Mm. And the amount of messages I get on Instagram and email saying, thank you so much, I've never found a pair of jeans to fit me, this is incredible. That to me, as well as using something up, but also it's, finding jeans to fit people that haven't been able to wear them before. And that, as a stylist, that's really satisfying for me. And, you know, because you always want people to look amazing in the clothes you put them in, whether it's styling or whether it's my denim brand. And for me, that's really satisfying. I'd like to go through the journey of one of your pairs of jeans. Where does it start? How do you source them to the factory? 
So the gene comes to me via, I have three wholesale suppliers. Um, some get their supplies from America, some get them from Europe. They'll come to these warehouse units where I go and visit and then they get washed with a local, lovely Korosh in, on Hackney Road. He washes them for me. And, and then they come down to me and they come to my storage unit, which is around the corner. So the jeans come here and then I pair them myself. I match all the pairs up myself. I spend a long time putting them together. And then they journey with me in the car over to my atelier in Walthamstow. And they stay there for however long it takes them to cut and sew and overlock and rebrand and restud and finish. And then they come back to me and then I either sell them on my website or send to wholesalers. Okay. But I use recycled packaging. I use biodegradable bags that we spoke about earlier recycled labels, recycled string, um, and I use recycled boxes. I try and keep the boxes that I get stuff in and then put them back in them and then send them out to wherever in the world. Um, as a brand, what makes ELV stand out like in the market for you? I mean, obviously it's hard for you to see it objectively, but what makes obviously, ELV stand yeah, but... <laughs> out? I think we live in a very aesthetic world, complete, and with my background, I think about that all the time. And I essentially want to be able to wear and feel good. And I know the power that looking good can make you feel. Not that it has on other people. It's so important for you to feel good about yourself and how you look. And I've worked with clients before and I've given them, I'm not saying they wouldn't have found it, but giving people confidence in feeling strong. And, oh my God, I look great. And they can take on the world as opposed to going, oh God, well, I don't feel great in this. And I just, you know clothes can't wear you you have to the clothes you have to wear the clothes mm. and so that part of my job my life my career has made me want to make super elegant chic clothing that I would wear and pass on to people and I think that to me I hope sets my sustainable brand apart denim brand apart from any other I think the fact that my jeans are made by hand very carefully individually with lots of love and you know even down to hand bleach when I make bleach jeans I hand bleach all of them I'd like to talk a little bit about <laughs> the bleaching process yeah the bleaching process I I again I have to feel I have to account for what I do because I say I'm a sustainable brand so I think it's important to be very transparent with the methods that I'm that I take to make these and these are jeans that sometimes have marks and stains and as I said the crotches are blown or so I piece them together and no you do have to make things fashionable for people to want to buy them and the bleach ones really stand out they're such a strong statement so I lay them in boxes and I do little patterns on them and then I turn them over and make more patterns it's quite a fun process um, and then I wash them I've figured out the minimal amount of washing that you need to do to wash the bleach out and it's done with domestic bleach and then it's all rinsed out properly so it would be the same as washing out your bath my jeans I feel I feel really attached to every pair and if someone comes and buys a pair from me if they don't really love them I'm like well please don't take them <laughs> because I want someone to really appreciate and love everything that they take from me it's really important and I you know I want the brand to get bigger I want the brand to develop and I want to start using other dead stock materials eventually but I feel I have to own each stage and each product that I make first because I don't want to 
flood the market with all the people keep going, what's new, what's new? And I'm like, guys, can't, this has only existed for a year. Can't we appreciate what I have now? You want to keep in touch with the brands. Yeah, and I don't want to do, I don't want to sh- sell loads of pairs of jeans all in one go. So there are not, there aren't even, there's probably about 700 pairs of my jeans in existence. And at the moment, people, you know, that's quite a nice number. Of, and it will, I'm sure it'll get more, I hope it'll get more as the years go on and more products come out and but it is a small it's a small brand that I don't want to it to be I don't want people to think oh what's the next one what's the next one I want this for a minute and then what else do I want I want the people that buy them to wear these forever I have a really strict quality control that I try to adhere to and I try to see every jean that leaves the fact that leaves the atelier Um, and I try to make sure that nothing gets past me um, but they are vintage jeans. Each characteristic is each gene is unique. That's another part. I should have said that at the beginning. You kind of you get numb to all these things, but every single gene that I make is unique. That's another thing that sets me apart from any other brand. Every single gene that leaves my hands is unique. There will never be the same ELV twice. They'll be the same shape. They'll be the same color. But each gene essentially cannot be the same. It's impossible for any gene to be the same. And then once you bleach it on top, that's even more unique. Every single gene that's bleached is bleached in a different way. It's got different patterns. So there is never, ever going to be anyone in the world with the same gene as you. Impossible. How do you think your experience in the fashion industry, because obviously as fashion director at Lula magazine, yeah. how do you think that influences you today? I left Lula and set this brand up. And I, I still style, I still contribute to magazines. And I think that... For me, although it becomes quite hectic and it becomes quite multifaceted, each of them feeds each other. So my knowledge of fashion and how it works and how you get a product and how it is marketed and how it is portrayed out there in the world for the public to see and my knowledge now, I'm learning all the time about the business of fashion and how production works and how a factory works all these things but they all help and then it makes me appreciate so much more other brands I, I can see both sides it's I a very lux- luxurious place to be in I think I, I'm very lucky and also I'm and I people say to me oh Anna you know it's the product is amazing and it is amazing people love it it's it. very cool in and, real life it, oh and awesome. thank you thank you Eliza because I I'm so proud of it and I but I am very lucky that I know the right people and I've, but I've built those relationships up for ages and I, part of my ethos of the brand also is about, it's not just about environmental sustainability, it's about social sustainability. Mm. And you build uh, sustainable relationships with people. Yeah, you do. And that's, like when I was speaking to Ruth, you know, she's going to help me with her friend Alan that's got the, the stamp to put in the jeans, which I'm like, brilliant, because I can't, that's the only part of my jean that isn't sustainable is the wash care label. And again, I'm quite transparent about that. I don't pretend it isn't. Um, and then, of course, let's stamp it. And so he'll help me. And so how can I help someone else? And it's all about helping each other. When did the idea first come to you? Was it a lightning moment or was it a gradual process? I think it was a, it was a, it was a need to... It was a need to have jeans that fit and a need to not... The amount of waste freaks me out it really does was if it you just 10,000 litres 
a ten thousandth of liters of water to take it takes to make one pair of jeans. You know that again, it's insane the amount of washing. So that goes to nothing. But always in the back of my mind, it's all about sustainability, about recycling, and about making conscious choices. It's very hard work to make a business sustainable and local. It's not easy, but that's the choice I make. Are you optimistic about the future of the fashion industry with regard to sustainability? I, the fact that everyone's talking about it is incredible. I would like to be part of more of that. You know, I, I don't think just because I'm sustainable with that, that doesn't give me the right to suddenly be a spokesperson for it at all because I'm learning all the time. I think there needs to be... Uh, I think there needs to be... Well, at the moment, I think everyone's discussing it. Everybody's talking about it. But there's no... But I guess, does there have to be, like, a committee, a sustainable committee that runs the fashion industry? So, or should it just be everywhere? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's the B Corporation, which I tried to sign up for when I first started it. It took hours and hours to fill out all these forms. And this is a certificate you get. And But then when I contacted them, they're like, look, you're too small to be part of this. Because they ask you questions about your healthcare, do you, how many people do you employ? And I'm like, okay, it's just me. But as Ellie Pithers wrote in a Vogue article recently, when she was talking about my jeans it's sustainability is like it's like dirty you know dirty is the new buzzword or um sustainability is a word that gets pandered around so much because everyone feels they should be talking about it and I had a very interesting conversation with Robin from the business of fashion and he was like you could be the poster girl for sustainability for in denim he goes you could, this is going to be huge and it was it was something everyone was talking about but now it's huge it's just you know, I, I want to be go to, I would love to go to all these, you know, to, into Copenhagen and go to all these um, conferences because you learn so much then and you meet people and I'm trying to find all these suppliers that make the components to all the accessories that I want to make. But trying to find them and trying to find all these the little other parts is really hard because it's, it's not, they're not widely out there. I really worry that the person that receives the gene there might be something wrong, the label might be wrong the wrong way around. Or, and I think though that level of perfection does help me be conscious that it, everything does matter, that it shouldn't be a throwaway thought or a comment, that everything, it really, yes, we're not saving lives, and we're not, but that person that sees the image that I make or sees or holds the genes that I have made, for them to be really happy with that and for find some kind of, beauty in and feel the love that you've put yeah and just I really really work hard at what I do Mm. and I hope that comes across and I don't definitely does I don't you know even with the styling I don't flippantly think I'll put something together and not worry about it I really what I really consider everything and so I really hope that comes across in everything that I do thank you so much (laughs) it's been an absolute pleasure thank you my pleasure too Thanks for joining us for another episode of Sardine Talks. You can check out the campaign on sardine.co and pre-order the ELV Denim Capsule Collection from the 8th of November for a window of 30 days. We'll catch you next time.